Welcome to Co-op Energy Talk. I'm Rachel Johnson, and today we are going to discuss a new net metering tariff that was recently approved by your board of directors. For those of you who don't speak utility all the time, tariff is really just a fancy word for rate, and net metering is when a member has some sort of home-based generation, it's usually solar panels, and we will come in and install a meter that basically runs both ways. So it will record what the member purchases from us, and also, if they have excess electricity that they generate that they don't use in their home, it will allow them to sell it back to us. So we wanted to put together a podcast for you all to help our members better understand the new rate and what it will mean for you. And before we get too deep into this, let me just point out that the new rate goes into effect on November 1st of this year. And all members who have home-based generation, so all members who net meter, uh, up and running Generation has to be up and running and they have a contract in place, but everyone who's net metering prior to November 1st will be grandfathered under the old rate or our current rate, and then everyone who comes into our net metering program after November 1st will be on the new rate. So let's dig in. I'm joined today by our general manager, Tony Anderson. Good afternoon. And our rates analyst, Jason Rice. Hello. Uh, one of Jason's responsibilities here at Cherryland is rate design, so he made sense as a guest for today's uh podcast. He oversees our regular cost of service studies to make sure our rates are correctly accounting for cost, and he designed the new net metering rate. But before we talk about that net metering rate, Jason, can you just really briefly explain Cherryland's overall rate philosophy and what cost-based rate making is? So cost-based rate making is you look at the cost to serve a rate class, a group of members with similar load characteristics, and set a rate to recover those costs so that, as an example, the small commercial rate class, we total up the costs to serve that class and use that to set our rate so that we'll recover the costs from that group for serving that group. This prevents subsidies between different rate classes. And so how, how often do we do, do we check in on that or what kind of, what's that process? So that process is a cost of service study, which we do every three to five years, and that takes all the costs for running the utility, power supply, the office, the trucks, everything it takes to provide electricity, and divides it up between the different rate classes. We use that information to set the rates for each class to recover the cost for serving that class. So, um, obviously, and then at that, that point in time, we would rebalance the rates. But why? what's motivating the need to change the net metering rate right now? I think it's just evolution of the industry. The, we've, been, we've had net metering for several years now. And initially, we did it at a subsidy so we could encourage people to put up wind and solar on their homes and not be a barrier to that. And over the past several years, wind prices have come down and solar prices have dramatically come down. And we've seen more and more people install solar. So we feel like uh, it's just evolved to the point where it doesn't need a subsidy. It, it can stand on its own two feet. And uh, that's why we're getting out well ahead of November 1st and letting people know how, what the changes are going to be. And it's just timing. And how much is the subsidy right now? Right now, the subsidy is $10,500 a year for the excess energy that's placed onto the grid. So, the, so by, ch- by making this change now, we can keep that subsidy from growing, obviously, and, and also make our net metering program more sustainable so that we can continue to bring in new net metering members, mm-hmm. you know, people who want to do it, because we don't have this kind of unsustainable program. And looking at the, the cost-based rate model, this net metering rate is starting to fall outside of our cost-based model, so it's time to adjust that and make it fit with our other rates. 
Perfect. So before we talk about the specifics of the rate, um, Jason, can you just really briefly explain how our current net metering program works? Our current net metering program is set up so that if a member has solar panels or a windmill installed in their home, the energy they generate from that system and use in their home is energy they don't purchase from Trayland, so they save the full retail rate. Which is about 11 cents, right? Right. Okay. And for energy, for energy they generate from that system and don't use in their home, it gets put onto the grid, and we purchase it at the retail rate of 11 cents. So, so not only what they use in their home, they get to kind of offset an 11 cent purchase, but if they sell it back to us, we'll buy it from them at 11 cents. That's right. Which is considerably higher than our wholesale rate, our market rates. So um, the new rate is market-based. Um, so how is that going to work? What's that going to look like? So to, to determine the credit for the new rate, you said it's market-based. We look at the MISO, which is Mid-Continent Independent System Operator. They're a regional transmission organization that manages the grid for the entire Midwest. Mm -hmm. And so that's the wholesale market for energy. We look at the price of energy for the year from them and use that to determine our credit. We took it a step further and looked at the excess energy that's put onto the grid by our net metering members and when that occurs and found that between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. is when most of that excess energy is placed onto the grid. So we looked at the wholesale, the MISO price of energy between the hours of 8 and 7 and used that to determine our annual average so that the member gets credit for the time when they're putting the energy onto the grid. Because energy at 3 in the morning is less expensive than energy at 11 a.m. So we wanted to match up the credit that we're giving the member to the, the time when that energy is produced and the price on the market at that time. Key for people to know maybe that it's the average time. We're not reading every individual homeowner hour by hour. We're, we're averaging the because we just production. couldn't. Yeah. There would be no way to. It's that, not. It's not. We'd possible. have to have a full-time staff person just doing that all the time. Correct. Um, so, just to make sure I understand this, the w this market rate you're talking about that's what that's only for what I want to sell to Cherryland, or is it for everything, or how how does that work? That's only for the excess, and really that should be a small amount of energy. Um, this system is designed usually solar panels is designed to meet the needs of the home. And sometimes if it's generated and not used in the home, it'll go back onto the grid, and we'll purchase that at the wholesale rate. But whatever is used in the home is still avoiding the, the cost of retail for purchasing that power. So this wholesale rate for the excess is really a small portion of the rate. It's just to have something there to offer the member a fair price for the excess that they're not using. So what, what's that number what's based on? For, yeah. for 2016, that number will be 3.15 cents, and that's based on the cost of energy throughout the year for 2015 between those hours of 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. So we went through all of the MISO, not to be pronounced MISO, all of the MISO whatever history, and we're able to identify that over the course of all of 2015, between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m., we purchase electricity on average for 3.15 cents. Have I said that correctly? That's correct. Yeah. And Wolverine now, does. Our power supplier does. Okay. 
yeah. on our behalf. Right. Yes. We don't do that. They do that for us. But that's the that's the average cost that they were buying it on the market. And now what we're saying to our members is that's the same. Well, well basically, we can purchase it from the home-based generator for that, or I can purchase it from somewhere else on the market all at the same price. Yeah. If we're taking something off the grid in Leelanau County, that's that means Wolverine doesn't have to buy something off the MISO grid regionally. And so we're just swapping three cents. Wolverine doesn't have to spend three cents because it's coming from Leelanau County. And so it's a fair trade. It's Perfect. So I'm, okay, so basically I'm getting 11 cents for whatever I produce and use in my home. And then I'm getting 3.15 cents for, for whatever I want to sell back to Cherryland. And for most people, that's a small amount. That's right. And that's mm-hmm. the price for 2016. At the end of that year, we'll look at, we'll have Wolverine look at the wholesale cost of power for 2016 and we'll look that evaluate the hours when that energy is produced and put on the grid by our net metering members and we'll base our average for 2017 on those hours and those costs. So the rate will essentially be able to adapt to changes in the energy markets yep. and also to our net metering program as well and how when people are producing electricity. Right. And a, and a very important piece for me is the fact that this incentivizes the, the homeowner to size that system to the needs of their home. And because that's where they're going to get their biggest return. They're going to save 11 cents for every kilowatt hour they don't uh, have to buy from us in their home. Mm-hmm. So we're giving them this notice way early so they can make those financial decisions as they put in solar systems after November 1st. So, Tony, you mentioned Wolverine and all the work they do on our behalf in terms of purchasing on the market. Um, and our members that are paying close attention probably have heard us talk about this before, but our all-in average wholesale cost to power is a little over $0.08 cents each year. Yeah, th- this past month, uh, for the month of uh, February 2016, it was right at $0.08. Cents. It was 8.0. So what's the – just help me understand, what's the difference between the, th- you know, 3.15 cents, which is this market rate, and then that $0.08 cents that is our wholesale rate? So the difference is that Wolverine is our wholesale power supplier, and we mentioned that they provide our power. We, as Trayland, couldn't go out onto the market and purchase power. It, it's just we're not that scale, and it, it's just not our business. So Wolverine has the – the facility and the staff and everything it takes to operate in the wholesale market, they can go out and purchase that power and deliver it to our substations through their transmission network, which they have to monitor and maintain. And those are all things that that account for that difference between the, the eight cents and the three cents is just that scale to provide energy to us, one of Wolverine's distribution cooperatives and others throughout the state. It's a large-scale operation, and there's costs involved with that, but we couldn't do it any cheaper on our own. Sure. And, and Wolverine, unlike what we're doing with our net metering members, Wolverine doesn't have the luxury of just selling it to us whenever they have extra, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, an, there's an expectation they'll sell it to us whenever we yeah. need it. But you also have to think about it as infrastructure, in that eight cents wholesale rate, we're paying for substations, transmission lines, poles and wires, miles and miles of it. When I, when somebody puts on 100 kilowatt hours, kilowatt hours on the grid in Leelanau County or Grand Traverse County, it displaces what we have to buy in the market. 
but it doesn't displace the fact that I have to have substations and poles and wires to deliver electricity, whatever amount it is. So that's the difference. And yeah. even those net metering members need that as well because Absolutely. obviously they benefit from it just yeah. as much as the rest of when, our members. When the wind doesn't blow and the sun doesn't shine, all of our members are using that transmission infrastructure and that has to be paid for. We either use it one hour a month or 2,000 hours a month. So, um, you know, the, ra the rate itself is actually surprisingly simple, right? It's sophisticated, but simple, and, and, uh, and it's certainly a change. But what's it really going to mean at the end of the day for most of our members? There should be very little difference. They've, as we've said, if the system is sized correctly, they will get the benefit of retail energy for whatever their system provides and they use in their home. And for the excess, they'll get a wholesale rate for that energy. Ideally, they would use most of it in their home, but if they do have excess or they, they don't use it right when it's produced, we will credit them and use that energy that they place onto the grid. So, so what, what are those numbers? When, when you talk about our net metering members putting energy on the grid, what kind of numbers are they putting onto the grid? For 2015, the excess energy that was put onto the grid not used in our members' homes is enough to power 16 homes for a year, you power a supermarket for a month, or melt 300 tons of scrap metal. So that's a lot of scrap metal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a significant amount of energy that's coming onto our grid. And that's one of the things we've seen with our present program over the years is there was an incentive to put more onto the grid because they were getting the 11 cents. And that's not fair to all the members who don't net meter and don't have solar panels on their house because they're paying for that extra price. So we have to change our program to not incentivize the, the overbuild. Mm -hmm. And which that's, is not, that's why I think this is fair. Which is not the same, just to be clear, and I want this on the record, that's not the same as trying to disincentivize members choosing to install a solar system or to no. net meter. We want, In fact, it's the opposite because not what we're all. trying to do is design, I think, a rate that makes... Uh, puts us in a good position to accommodate more members who want to net meter. Yeah, and it's a rate for the next 10 years. We've had one system for the past 10 years, and as I said before, the, the industry's evolved. This is the rate for the next 10 years because it's fair, it's in the market, and as the market goes up, the, the rate we pay for the excess will go up. Sure. We're not saying it's three cents forever. We're, we're saying whatever the market is, we'll pass that on. Yeah, this rate will follow the market every year, and as we said, the, the biggest advantage of the rate hasn't changed. Our existing rate and our new rate will still allow the member to use whatever they produce in their home. And I'm going to make a shameless plug for a previous podcast and say, if you want to learn about some other approaches to net metering, you should check out What is Net Metering with Rachel and Tony, because we talk about some of the, there's a lot of discussions going on in Michigan right now about different kinds of net metering policies and we really wanted to get out in front of that in a way that protected our net metering program and I think we've done that. Yeah, take the state of Nevada for example. Um, they've been doing what we've been doing for several years and now they're pulling the rug out. If you were getting full cost of retail for the last five years, they're now saying that nope, we're not going to do that anymore. So everybody who put in a solar system based on full cost of retail going forward has now had the rug pulled out from under them. We're not going to do that at Cherryland. We're grandfathering everybody, so your same financial equation holds true into the future. Mm -hmm. We're just saying for anybody who starts producing energy after November 1st, 
then you're going to get a different program. You're going to get the new program. So eight months notice, a lot of notice, a lot of time to discuss. Yeah, great. Well, this has been really um, helpful and informative, so thank you both for joining me to talk about it. Any, any last, any, any other last words before we sign off? I'd just like to mention the fact that some people believe large-scale solar is more economical than home solar. I'm one of those people. But as general manager of the utility, I don't think the utility should be a barrier if people want to choose to put solar panels on their house. And I feel like we're doing that. I'm protecting the member who doesn't have solar panels, and I'm making it easy for the member who chooses that lifestyle, and I'm grandfathering the people from the past. So we've tried to craft this and and uh, serve everybody, and we're not. That means we're not going to make everybody happy, but I, I really think it's fair. Yeah, and I'm uh, by no means a um, rate guru, but one of the things I really like about it is how sophisticated the rate is. And you really did a really nice job with it, Jason. I think it it's just a very smart rate that we can grow with now. Yeah, and one more key point. I think one more. Uh, people need to consider the the grid balance. You know. Uh, some people will want to make the argument, well, if we put electricity onto your grid, that's good for you. And, and it may be, but there's also different points in our system where we could use that energy. When, If we were to incentivize people to put a lot of energy on the grid, it could go on the grid at the wrong places. You know, I, I might need, it might be better load balanced if it was by the Great Wolf Lodge and rather than 50 miles south of town where there isn't a lot of load to use that energy. There's a lot of engineering that goes into balancing our loads and our substations and stuff. And when you incentivize people to put tons of excess energy onto your grid, it can throw stuff out of balance. So we're also trying to maintain a balance for the future so we can engineer our systems properly as well. I think you may have just uh, previewed an upcoming podcast tentatively titled Load Balancing with oh. Rachel, Tony, and Frank Sipker. Frank Sipker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, guys, for joining me. And um, if any of our members have any questions about this rate, please give us a call, send us an email, and ask, because we're happy to answer any questions and field any feedback. Absolutely. We do not want to be a barrier to any technology. We just want to be fair to everybody. Let's end with that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.